I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You want the upper hand in your fantasy football leagues? Then you've come to the right place. To the right place. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. It's time to talk quarterbacks and running backs going into week 11. I'm Faraz Sadiqi. Welcome back to the show. I'm with my guy Steve Rippey from Fantasy Guides to help you sort out these quarterbacks, sort out these running backs, whether you're throwing them in your lineup, whether you're thinking twice about it. Steve, it's trade deadline week. Have you made any big trades to try and put yourself yeah. over the top? Yeah, I did make one. This is a league that um, the the Fantasy Guides team convinced me to do. Uh, you know, Faraz, as you would know, I think you're probably like me. You get invited to, uh, you're already in a bunch of leagues. And then you get, when somebody goes, hey, you want, we're thinking of starting this league. You're like, because <laughs> you're just picturing like, the waiver wire, you know, Tuesday night and how much work that's going to be throughout the season. So anyway, I made a trade just so I I had sent it out before kickoff. Like I need to make make some wins right now to make the playoffs. I did Dalton Kincaid for DeAndre Hopkins and uh, Ferguson, the tight end, Dallas tight end. And I didn't I have T Higgins in that league. And in this league, you can't make any moves Sunday morning, which I hate. You can't like add players. So I, I hadn't looked enough earlier in the week and I was like, Oh, I got to make this. I got to make a trade to like actually fill out a starting lineup. So I send this trade. It doesn't get accepted. And, and I was busy as you are, you know, doing helping other people with fantasy advice Sunday morning doesn't go through. And I'm like, ah, shoot. So I basically took a, a hit at the wide receiver position. Well, Halfway through the game when DeAndre Hopkins hadn't been doing anything, which I actually <laughs> expected a big game from him, the guy accepts the trade. Like, I forgot about it. He accepts oh, the trade. No. So I I got a little annoyed. That's not cool, um, man. That's not cool. Because I'm pretty sure I would have won if we'd have done the trade. Even though Hopkins didn't do very much, he got like five points. Yeah. I, I think I lost by about five points. So oh my goodness. I don't know. I, I didn't make a big stink about it, but I was I was kind of bothered by that one because I was like, I, I would be as well. You know, that's kind of an unwritten rule, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if there is a, a pending trade out there, you know, after the if it was if it was sent before a game starts and the game started, 
you know, don't accept the trade. You know, at least yeah. like message the other guy, be like, hey, like I was gonna accept this. You still cool with me accepting this? You know, because I don't know, man. It's one of those things. Like you're a busy guy, right? Like you can't yeah. send trades out and then like, you know, just you know, renege the trade or you know, remove the trade like right before the game starts every single time. You know, well, it, it, it and, and I had put a message out to the league. I was like, oh, guys, sorry, I didn't look at my lineup ahead of time, um, and I can't make a move. Like I said, you can't add any players sunday morning in this league so yeah. i just put a message out oh, like anyone want to make a trade i don't have t higgins this week and i need a wide receiver so he had first sent me a trade and that was the counter i came back with and he had plenty right. of time i mean this happened two hours before kickoff when i sent the trade out so he had plenty of time it this was not a oh my bad this was a this felt tactical the, uh, you know <laughs> this was a oh deandre hopkins is sucking uh i don't yes. want him anymore i'm gonna yeah. move him away mid-game um, yeah. what would have been amazing if, is if DeAndre Hopkins had like a ridiculous fourth quarter or something. <laughs> I know. Like two I, touchdowns, I would be like, that, see, that would be real karma. But, right but see, here was, um, but here was the, well, I actually did have the commissioner make a move on this. Cause like I said, you can't. So when this trade happened, my lineup was locked. So not only did I not get the points from Kincaid, I didn't get the points from, uh, Ferguson. Because it oh, just okay. when the trade went through, it put him to my bench, and I could not adjust the lineup. Oh, okay. and I was okay. like, so, so oh. I that that one they did adjust it for me. They're like, oh, okay, because I would have had Kincaid in my lineup. Um, but I'm gonna go so. back and look. I'm pretty sure I lost by like a half a point with that this sucks, trade, and, and it that was sucks. like one of those moves I needed, like a win now. It was a win now move, you know. So anyway, that's the biggest trade I've made so far. Uh, but a lot of my leagues, we still have the trade deadline still like a week or two away, so. I'll be making some more moves. How okay, about you? That's good. That's good. It's funny. We were talking about um, trading Josh Dobbs and like, you know, these extra quarterbacks mm -hmm. that have been coming up available, like him and Kyler Murray just came back. Right. So like in a couple of leagues, like we were talking about the podcast yesterday because we had a big trade buy sell show yesterday. Uh, we talked about selling Josh Dobbs, selling Kyler Murray, you know, it, you know, or selling one of your two quarterbacks is kind of what I meant. Yeah. meant by that. And, um, we talked about, oh, like, would you trade Josh Dobbs for, like, you know, like uh, Isaiah Pacheco or someone who's been down like that? Like, I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, if I have mm -hmm. a good quarterback already. So we talked about it in the show, and, like, I actually had an opportunity in one of my leagues to do that exact trade, and it went through. And nice. I was able to get Pacheco. And this is a league that I needed a running back. I had three quarterbacks. I had Burrow. I had um, Dobbs. And I had... I had somebody else who I was streaming. Oh, I had CJ Shroud. So I had a couple, oh, okay. I had a few, a few good quarterbacks. Um, and, you know, Stroud got me through all those weeks without Joe Burrow. Um, but yeah, no, this is, it's, it's, it was, it was good. So you know, I think I'm Stroud. You know I think I am starting Stroud over Burrow this week, though. Yeah, no, I am too. Uh, you know what we should do, though? Next year, Faraz, you and I just need to be co managers of teams because I, both That'd of us fun. are busy helping everybody else win their leagues that I feel like we put ourselves last when it comes to managing our own fantasy rosters. Cause I usually, I don't have as much time to look at my own trades. I'm helping other people well, with here's trades the thing, all Steve. the time. Hmm. Here's the thing. It just wouldn't yeah. be fair. It just wouldn't be fair. For else. <laughs> I, you know hey, I, mean? I like winning too. I'm fine. If it's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But, let's start with some news here. Uh, no practice for Tyler Lockett on Wednesday. It seems like this is just an extension uh, of what he's been dealing with. So no concern for me just yet. It doesn't seem to have been affecting his performances at all based on his recent performances. 
All right, moving on. The Cardinals are the ones who ended up claiming former Jets running back Michael Carter on waivers. Um, I, I think this move definitely makes an impact on Brees Hall's role. We talked about this yesterday on the show, uh, potentially giving him more of that two-minute and long, long down distance work. Uh, I'm wondering now if Carter can make his way into a similar role behind James Conner at some point. Uh, and the reason why I say that is because in the beginning of the year, when James Conner was healthy for the first four games of the season, he went over 44% rap participation only once, according to FantasyLife.com's utilization report. And in weeks three and four, when Connor was still healthy, Amari DeMarcado was the one getting the two-minute snaps. Uh, and then in weeks two and two through four, DeMarcado was the one getting the long down distance snaps. Okay, so this is all while Connor was healthy. Tony Jones ended up playing the long down distance snaps last week in Connor's return. And I, I was assuming that Connor was just going to you know, as he gets continue to be worked back into the offense, he was limited all week in practice last week. He gets more healthy that he would kind of take over all of the work, right? And and I, I think it is possible that we see Connor not assume that passing down role, you know, for the rest of the year with this new coaching staff, right? Like we obviously saw him take all the work last year. We haven't necessarily seen that this year outside of week one uh, when he got mm -hmm. the majority of the work. So I, I can see a situation here. Where, where Carter starts, you know, moving in a little bit in terms of the passing down work, just like he did take away from Brees Hall. Like, if you're good enough to take away from Brees Hall, uh, maybe you're good enough to take away from James Conner a little bit. Yeah. My question to you is, like, did you I, – I don't know. There's, there's running backs. There's always these running backs in the league, and Michael Carter being one of them, I thought was good. Like, I thought he was good for the Jets, mm -hmm. and I understand he's not Brees Hall. But the complete phase out that happened with him, I mean, eight rushing attempts on the year – bringing in Dalvin Cook. I just didn't understand that. I still think he's a good running back. Um, I, I think 1,000% agree with you. And this one actually, I, I kind of missed this this uh, headline when it happened. I actually saw one of your posts, <laughs> and it said they cut the wrong running back. And I was like, wait, what happened? So I actually had to go to yours <laughs> like to, to kind of research up on it. And I just, I, you kind of forgotten about him. But remember how good he was that rookie year before Brees yeah. Hall? Um, I do think it's going to take some time because, yeah, it is a running back position. And we we saw what the Arizona, I mean, different coaching staff. But a few years ago, they brought in um, uh, Kenyon Drake and like right away <laughs> he was like a bell cow for that team. You know, I, obviously, right. that's not going to happen with Carter here. Um, yeah. But outside of James Conner, the other running backs are banged up. I don't think the other running backs are anything special. Um, I I'm kind of excited for Carter. I'd like it for to see him more relevant in fantasy. It just might take a, a, a week or two for it to happen, but I totally expect him. They added him. Yeah. I think they want to use him. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, I I don't know that he's going to be relevant, fantasy relevant, right? But like, I think he could take enough away from Connor, where yes. his upside and his floor gets affected a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, and then you know, in in a few weeks, like once he gets more acclimated. You know, Connor's an injury-prone guy. Like, if you were to get hurt, you're you're looking at Michael Carter is probably the guy that you want to target um, as a as that you know handcuff in a few weeks. Maybe not yeah. this week. Like, if if Connor gets hurt this week, it's probably going to be a lot of Tony Jones, maybe Demarcado if he's still healthy. Um, you know, I, I know he's back to a limited practice, I think, uh, from that toe injury. But you know, it, it's it's one of those situations where you were hoping that that Connor. You know, he was somebody that I was looking forward to, you know, over the over the last, you know, several weeks of the season as somebody who could mm -hmm. be an every down uh, workhorse type of player coming back, you know, and he he was very successful in this offense last year, especially down the stretch. He won a lot of people fantasy championships. Yeah. Um, but we'll see what happens uh, moving forward. 
uh, if you guys remember, bit. yeah, go ahead. Sorry, bro. I was just going to say, I want to pay more attention to him. It makes me a little more excited about him in a dynasty aspect because he he, he was never going to do anything behind Brees Hall. Um, so yeah, and he's under contract until next year. So he's under contract. How, is that how that four. is that how that works? Yeah. through picking him up off the waiver wire. Is it the I former? Think so. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I think it's I because be... he's on his rookie. I think it's because he's on his rookie deal. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. So so then if if he's still with Arizona next year, who knows what James Conner situation will be? I don't remember what his yeah. free agency status is, but that that could be a great little stash for Dynasty. One hundred percent. I mean. Let's see. I'm looking at it right now. It's, it's a it's actually, an interesting deal. Three year contract. Um, I'm looking at his deal right now. Four year contract. Uh, so they do have an out after this year for James Conner. They almost um, always which, do. Which, which <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it's a yep. three million dead cap, but then his salary is also three million. So yeah, I think they would have to pay him upwards of like six seven million if they kept him. So it's very possible that he he's out. Yeah. Um, okay. So now if you guys remember Keenan Allen hurt his shoulder during that Chargers Lions game, he didn't practice on Wednesday. Um, you know, just because he came back in the game and killed it, it doesn't necessarily mean he's definitely playing this week. You know, look at, you know, and this is an extreme example, but Kyron Williams obviously had the high ankle sprain after he ended up finishing the game off of adrenaline, but just keep an eye on Keenan Allen's practice reports for the rest of the week. Um, there's a chance that he plays this week. And uh, if he plays, he's in my lineup for sure. But just mm-hmm. keep an eye out on that. Um, now, I, I, I'm not going to – if he doesn't play, I'm not, like, making Quentin Johnston, like, a must-start or anything. Like, I think he might get a little bit of an upgrade, but I'm not going to overdo it. You know, there, I completely see a world where Jail and Guyton is the wide receiver to start uh, this week over Qu- uh, over Quentin Johnston. Um, I just think it's a, it's a crapshoot, right? So, yeah. Don't look at Quentin. Me personally, I'm not looking at Quentin as somebody as a must start if Keenan Allen were to were to miss this game or anything like that. Right. Um, Nico Collins was back with a limited practice on Wednesday. That's a good sign for his availability this week. We'll see if he's able to get at least one full practice. Um, I think if he plays, he's a pretty good start against Arizona secondary. Noah Brown didn't practice on Wednesday with a knee designation. Uh, not sure if it's serious or not, or if he's at risk of missing this week. But if Nico is in. Noah Brown would move back into the slot, which is a little bit of a tougher matchup than the perimeter against the Cardinals. Uh, how are you viewing Noah Brown if Collins is back in the lineup? Um, I mean, what was it? Two weeks ago, they all three were top ten wide receiver, top twelve wide receivers. He was the wide receiver yeah. three with Collins two weeks ago. Um, I, I, I still. Six receptions, 153 yards this past week or, or two weeks ago, and then last week, what, like six for 177? Yeah, Those are pretty gaudy numbers. Um, but if he oh, yeah. can – I mean, I still think five or six receptions is possible. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm going to say I still – I like want to see one more game. <laughs> like I don't yeah. feel fully comfortable. Um, I've got him still as a wide receiver three in my rankings this week um, just because of that hesitation. But I Will do like the match. down? Will that move down? Is that assuming Collins is out, or is that with Collins in? Him being a wide receiver That's, three for you this week. It's kind of with him in. <laughs> it's it's gotcha, I, I don't gotcha. know for sure if you know. Yeah. It, it's kind of a, a wishy washy. Once I know for sure, once I see like the Friday practice reports and everything, I'll have a better you know ranking yep, of him. You. Yeah, for but, me, um, it's like I'm looking at it like if if Nico's in, and I think he's a if I have confidence that he's a fairly full go, then I'm probably going to move. Noah Brown, and I'm assuming, I'm assuming he plays. He didn't practice yesterday, but I'm assuming yeah. that he plays. If he does play, I, I would say he's probably like a flex play 
an upside flex play is kind of how I'm looking at it. Now, if yep. Nico's out, he moves to the outside, also a better matchup. Now we're looking at a situation where, okay, I probably want him in my lineup, right? Because the upside he presented the last two weeks is pretty crazy. Well, So I might well, even just, move him up to like a high-end wide receiver three if Nico's out. We'll just, just see what, you know, you, you don't want to bench that. <laughs> you don't want to bench what he just exactly. did. Like, that's, that's, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Too so much upside. It, it, yeah, exactly. CJ Stroud like is having, balling out of his mind right now. Guys like that and your flex are, are good to have. It's like the Gabe Davis argument. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, well, he gets you this zero this week. Yeah, but if he's in your flex, he's he's winning you weeks. And I think no, uh, Noah Brown has that ability. 100%. Uh, Devon A-Chain, uh, he's been activated into his 21-day practice window. We don't know for sure whether he'll be back this week. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny, the question that Mike McDaniel was asked about it. Like, it was such a, a great um you know question like from everyone from the fantasy community we, we appreciate um i forgot who it was i think it was cam cameron wolf i think if i'm not mistaken yep. okay I, am i that sounds like a that sounds right player. um <laughs> <laughs> it actually does uh, now that you said that it, it, right like okay i forgot who exactly who it was but thank you for that question but it, it doesn't seem like it's a slam dunk that he plays it's also not a slam dunk that he gets his full role however you know if he does end up playing it's gonna be tough for me not to have him in my lineup right like especially at home against the Raiders. Like he, he doesn't need that many touches to get going. You know, he was limited in practice uh, on Wednesday. Um, Raheem Mostert a little bit banged up with an ankle and a knee. So it's like, you know, if Aitken's active, like he's going to be in my lineup. If he is active, are we looking at, you know, Mostert as somebody that we want to have in our lineup as well? Yeah. Well, here's my question to you. I have been getting probably more trade questions involving Raheem Mostert than, than almost any other person. And all year I get, Oh yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing. Nobody wants Mostert and I don't quite understand it. He's, he's still averaging 19 points per game. He was averaging 21 points per game with a healthy a chain. Yes. I do think the a chain is going to have a, a, at least a 50% role with the, would you say that Mostert in, in, if, if the gauge of the market right now is that nobody wants Mostert, is he a good buy low? Yeah, I do. I do. I had okay. So here was a question I had the other day. Uh, a follower asked me, "Would you trade?" He goes, "Hey, I need running back help. Um, would you trade?" And he had a chain, and he's like not quite sure if he's going to play this week. But he goes, "Would you trade a yeah. chain and Amari Cooper for Ramondre Stevenson?" And I was like, "No, okay. no, no, yeah. no, no, no." Um, now, because New England's on by this week anyway. Um, so A-Chain I, I was has like, RB RB one upside. Yeah, he's right? twenty five like, points per game, and that includes that that one game he bit, he didn't even play. He had like one snap exactly. or something. He, or he five was snaps. active and he hardly played. Exactly. He, he's he's actually exactly. thirty points per game. Now I know it's a small sample size, but um, yeah, I think I want both. <laughs> I want both of these running backs. So at value, yeah. you could argue that Mostert's probably more valuable than A Chain because I still think he's going to get his work. I think. I don't uh, think. I think per- perception wise. I think perception-wise and in actuality, I think A-Chain is probably the more valuable running back moving forward, I would say. Um, you, you think but, even based on what you could get for for both? I, I guess no, the no. hesitation so, so with it. I'm, I'm talking about the perceived value versus actual value here, right? So the perceived value, I would say that the oh, gap I see between you, A-Chain you. and Mostert mm-hmm. is huge. Mm-hmm. I don't think the actual value is that big. between Agreed. The actual difference in value is that big between those two. Um, but the yeah. perceived value is humongous. Um, yeah. And then that might be a nice opportunity to buy low and most because of it, because I do think that he's going to be involved no matter what. 
uh, even well, when A-Chain is healthy. Well, just to, maybe to help answer that question. So I do have my rankings. I, I worked them on, on them this morning in pre preparation for this. And I assumed both were playing. So I have A-Chain as my RB7 right now. Okay. And I have Mostert as my RB12. So I really there like both of them. You know, so I, get it. I, I think if you have Good if you have it. both of these guys or either of these guys, I should say, be happy. I, I don't think you necessarily should move in either one of them. I'm with you. All right. Uh, it's still not 100 percent that Justin Jefferson will be playing this week. So make sure you have another option just in case he's day to day still, apparently. Um, <laughs> so, you know, they're working still working through his ramp up process. Um, I'm sorry if I'm getting baffled here. My wife just sent me a adorable uh picture day picture of my daughter oh, of my younger uh, of my youngest daughter uh mm -hmm. super cute oh my goodness i'm melting right now okay moving <laughs> on uh damian pierce is still not practicing uh not a good sign for his availability this week it's still not a good you know it's also a good sign that he has an eye, high ankle sprain right like you, you don't miss this many games this many practices with a regular ankle sprain here right so devin singletary had a 30 carries for 150 yards last week uh he has a great matchup against arizona he looks like a solid RB2 this week, right, Steve? Oh, yeah. I've got him. I, I, I was looking. I moved him up to RB17 uh, in my go. rankings. And part of it was, it's like I wanted to move him higher. But I was sure. like looking. I'm like, I, do, I can't move There's him. There's a lot of running here. backs available this yes. week. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it was looking bad because of all the injuries we've had at running back. But like you do this every week. You like start doing these rankings and you're like, you know, there's actually a lot of good running backs. <laughs> like it's yeah, hard to move yeah. these guys up higher than 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 you're thinking but i yeah i've 100%. got him i'm thinking i might move him above like joe mixon um in my rankings mm -hmm. but like i couldn't move him past like the derrick henry's and saquon barkley's but yeah kind of in that exactly range. And, and honestly like joe mixon like his value this week is solely based on whether you know joe burrow and that offense can move the ball against the ravens exactly uh could, in baltimore it's a little bit of a tough tough overall matchup i would say he could have a really bad game if if the game script doesn't if Baltimore yeah. plays like we've seen them in a couple times this year, it could be bad for him. Mm -hmm. It can, and we'll get we'll get to that game in a little bit, guys. We're going to preview that game in a little bit more detail. Uh, but no practice for Alexander Madison either with that concussion. There's a good chance he misses this week. Um, how are you viewing Ty Chandler uh, in this game, uh, and also moving forward because? He, he did work alongside Madison before he got hurt, right? As soon as Akers got hurt, they said, okay, we can't let Madison take all this work back. <laughs> so they immediately, yeah. you know, threw in Chandler, right, uh, alongside Madison in this past game. Both had a very similar workload before Madison left this game. Uh, and Chandler, dude, he just looks better than Madison already, right? Like, great matchup against Denver this week. Uh, is Chandler a solid RB2 this week? And, and if you had to choose between Singletary and Chandler, who, who are you starting between those two guys? I'm taking Singletary over Chandler. Um, I think Denver, the 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 data is so skewed from that Miami game, like week three, with their how they've been against running backs. They're they're kind of more of a middle, uh, middle of the pack matchup. Whereas I think I, I like Singletary a little bit better this week. Um, sorry, I was trying to find. I, I had it pulled up here. Um, I've got him as the RB twenty five right now. So he's okay. definitely startable. He's definitely at least making a flex on most teams. Um, yeah, I, I like him this week. I'm, I, again, it's hard to move him up some past some of these other running backs. I like Singletary better, but I do like him this week. Yeah, man. Um, and, and what about moving forward? Like, do you think that there is a chance that Madison can overtake? I'm sorry, that Chandler can overtake Madison at some point. You know, I don't think so. 
I, I think we always hope that this stuff will happen. I don't know that it'll actually happen. I could see maybe more of like a 50-50 split happening, but I don't think he'll take it over. I have a feeling that if Mattis, if Chandler goes off in this game, which I think he has a chance to, I think that there's a chance that he ends up being the 1A in this backfield. I think it's possible. Okay. Madison like has a, a lot of opportunities this year. Yeah, I would say so. Like even up to 65 because he's a decent pass catcher as well, right? <clears throat> he's not a one-dimensional guy. I can totally see that happening. I can totally see okay. uh, Chandler. So like, if I have Chandler on my team, um, obviously, like you said, he's very playable as a flex, uh, RB3 type of play. Um, high end RB three type of borderline RB two is where you have him right now. Um, yep, correct. I think I think that's about right, and I think that there is a chance that I'm not just dropping him, assuming that Madison's coming back. Even when Madison comes back, I'm holding on. I'm holding on just to see what that workload looks like uh, going into the next couple of weeks. You I know? have a really now, deep I have a really deep dynasty league that I I held on to Chandler for so long. <laughs> it's a super flex, and I just I had to drop him recently, and I I'm just. And this is one I don't have running backs. This is one I like traded. I, I, I traded for the future to get really good wide receivers and quarterbacks. And he was one I was stashing for so long, but for some reason I had to get rid of him. And I'm like, of course, now, now he's looking right. good. Of course, of course. Um, yeah, and and yeah, between Madison and Chan, I mean, I'm sorry, with between Chandler and Singletary, I'm going Singletary as well. Uh, Houston's you know favored by four or five points in this game, so you can see some more work for Singletary potentially. They're also at home. Um, yeah, Texans also have the third highest implied total. For the week, oh, yeah. Um, so this is this is a pretty good matchup there. Uh, let's continue on with some running backs for this week. Before we do, if you want to see my full rankings, go to upperhandfantasy.com. Uh, you'll see all of that. Plus, you'll get access to our rest of season strength of schedule rankings as well, and a lot more. Uh, our free daily newsletter is something you might want to check out while you're there as well. Um, Steve, can you remind us where we can find your rankings, real quick? Yeah, uh, shopfantasyguys.com. I have my rankings posted there. Weekly and dynasty rankings for both Superflex and 1QB. And then also on my Instagram, I do it um, as like a subscriber post. So I do subscriber posts that show my rankings as well for both formats. And that's uh, Fantasy Guides on in, uh, at Fantasy Guides on Instagram as well. Our sponsor for this episode is Better Vision. It's an app that allows you to keep track of all of your bets in one place. If you have accounts on all of these different sports books, you have to switch between them to see whether you're up or not. You lose track of where you place certain bets, and it gets confusing, but not anymore, not with better vision. All of your bets are tracked in one place, and not only that, the best part is better vision will let you know which betting platforms have the best odds for certain bets. All right, so if you like a play, normally you will look through all of your apps one by one to see what which one has the best odds, uh, and then you end up playing on that app. But why not have a side-by-side -side comparison all on one screen within one app, and then you just click on the bet that you want to make within Better Vision, and you're good to go. Okay, go check it out. It's completely free. Go to bettervision.us or go to the App Store and search Better Vision. That's better with an O, so B-E-T-T-O-R, Vision, in the App Store today. <laughs> we talked about last week being the litmus test for Tony Pollard, <laughs> right? Uh, he failed, uh, I would say. Miserably. Uh, this is the litmus test. This is the litmus test part two, I guess, against the Panthers this week. You know, despite the good matchup, like he's just a mid RB two for me at best this week. He's grouped in with those other guys that I mentioned, you know, earlier, like the like the Singletaries, and you know, I'm, I'm thinking I'm looking at Ty Chandler. I'm like, boy, does he look good compared to Tony Pollard for me this week? But I I, I wouldn't blame anyone for starting 
you know, either of those guys ahead of Pollard. The problem is that the matchup is just too good for Pollard again, right? Like if this was a tough yeah. matchup, like he might not near be anywhere near my lineup. Um, <laughs> but like it's all right. I kind of have to start him this week again. Like I don't want to do it, but it's like I almost have to. I think he is probably I have probably given the worst advice on what to do with Tony Pollard all season <laughs> because I just keep saying, oh, it's coming because the offense has been good. Dallas yeah. is like, are they the number two scoring offense in the NFL right now? I know they're at least yeah. top three before last week. And yet Tony Pollard, how many he's got? Oh, one, two, three, four, five, five games of under 10 points. He just keeps not getting it done, and it's like as much as I can say they're going to keep scoring and the matchup is that great, I don't feel confident in starting him, but I'm still starting him. I have him in a couple of leagues, and I keep saying like it's hard to trade him because nobody wants him. I don't know that – I think you'll regret it if you trade him, I think, you know, because matchup's good, offense is good. Usually that translates to to him doing well, but – but he hasn't. But I'm starting this week. I, like I, like you just said, I got him kind of as a high to mid RB two this week. So yeah, I mean, look at I'm playing at Alexander him. Madison to start the year, right? Like it's one of those things where it's like if the running back isn't playing well, that doesn't necessarily always translate to fantasy points, right? Like the running back mm-hmm. has to be good. Um, yeah. And you know, it's I think it comes down to that for Tony Pollard. Like he himself just hasn't been good. He's averaging under five yards per, you know, four and a half yards per touch or something like that. It's crazy, man. Like. This is not who we thought he was, and maybe there's something to say about that tightrope surgery, right? We've seen a few guys come back from that, not necessarily be the best off of those surgeries. Like maybe there's something to it. That's definitely something I'm going to be looking into in the offseason, um, for well, sure. Well, let me ask: Do you think any part of being the bell cow plays any part to it? I know that's one of those debates we always have during the offseason. Always never shouldered the full workload. Yada yada. I think so. I think it's like the Jalen Warren, Austin Eckler type of thing. Austin Eckler was somebody who proved that he could get it done, right? But mm-hmm. he's like one of the outliers, right? Tony Pollard yeah. was supposed to be that guy. What about Jalen Warren? When he gets the Najee Harris role, how is he going to perform, right? Well, yeah. he might not have tightrope surgery, right? There's another there's another variable it, added to that, exactly. right? So it's hard to pinpoint exactly what it is. But there is something to say about getting touches in space versus getting runs up the middle getting you know having runs off tackle compares to running you know in between the tackles you know zone runs versus what's the opposite of zone runs um man, gap uh, runs uh, right uh, gap runs, yeah a, a, a gap gap or man runs um yeah man scheme runs so it's like it's, it's one of those things where I, i'm personally like you know it's something to definitely consider because a lot of those situations where you're expecting to pass or like you, you're you're seeing not as much of a as much of an eight man front you know, that you're running into, right? That there are those situations where you're in better situations to be more efficient. Mm -hmm. However, when you look at Pollard last year, it it wasn't just yards per carry. It was yards after contact. It was missed tackles forced, right? Like all of those efficiency metrics that we like to look at that does translate to fantasy points and how good of a running back is, that was all there. But did he get some of that, um, some of that uh, explosiveness sapped because of that tightrope surgery? It's very possible. or is it possible too? I mean, when you're coming in, he's already up to 130 rushing attempts this year, so he's going to exceed most likely if he stays healthy, what he did last year by quite a bit. Um, is it just being more fresh on each of these downs? You know, if you're especially like you said, better situations, you're just you're springy. You're you're more springy than you are if you're getting 
the ball way more often, you know? So I don't know. I don't know yeah. how much of that plays Maybe. into a part, but, but, but the fact that this whole entire offense is performing very well and he's not the only one, it's either he's not been able to respond from last the offseason surgery or he's just not as good in the full-time role. It's, it's got to be yeah. one of them or a combination and, and of both. He, I, I honestly think that if he was playing better to start the year, he would be getting way more touches than he's getting right now. Mm-hmm. I think that based on how he started the year, he would have gotten more. He would have he would have received, I would say, five to six more touches per game, like in in the last like five or six weeks, if he started out the year really well. Yeah, and the reason why they they just went full ham on the pass game, <laughs> right? And like it's like, hey, like we just don't have a run game right now, straight up. Yeah, and because yep. we don't have a running back who could who's doing what he we thought he could do, right? And, and yep. I really think that's that's the case for them right now. It's unfortunate. All right. How are we feeling about Saquon, dude? The matchups aren't amazing rest of season. He still has his bye. The offense looks terrible, obviously. Can we depend on the mm-hmm. volume for Saquon moving forward? Like, can he return as a high-end RB2 this year, like the rest of the season? Um, you know, it's, I don't know, man. Like, is this a get-out-while-you-can type of situation if you have him? I I don't mind the get-out-while-you-can um, because I am really worried about this offense. Yes, I think volume can carry him. I do like the matchup this week, so I... I kind of like trying to sell him based on this week's matchup, if you can, because Washington, mm-hmm. uh, they're not that great against the running back. I think he can get it going this week. Um, but I just, this offense is is bad. The offensive line is terrible. Um, I, I would try this week, see if you can sell him based on the matchup to somebody that that p- potentially needs a win like this week. Because his his playoff schedule, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure going off of memory is pretty, pretty awful. Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, absolutely brutal. Um, yeah. So, uh, I'm, I'm, is that I'm where you're at with it too? Nothing else to say. Yeah, I, I really am. Let's just get out while you can. I'm, I'm surprised he averaged five yards a carry in the last game against the Cowboys. Yeah. You know, um, but you know, maybe that's yeah, like he's, the one selling point you know that you can have. He's, yeah, he's got the Saints, Philadelphia, and the Rams in the playoffs. No thanks. Yeah, get out. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm yeah. good. I'd rather just like quit fantasy football this year and just not even stress it uh yeah. aaron jones didn't have the best performance last week aj Dillon saw a lot more work in the run game last week than he did the the week before really don't get why aj Dillon is seeing so much of the two-minute offense right like almost half of that work last week like why okay jones still had 19 yeah. opportunities so that's still like a solid rb2 range um and, and with this matchup against the chargers like i, I think he's like a high-end rb2 for me so I kind of have to cross my fingers when I start him, but like it's one of those situations where he's probably just going to be in my lineup regardless. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I've got him. I've actually got him as RB10 right now. Again, these are like very early rankings, so I, I still have to massage these a little bit more. But I just, it's the 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 matchup. Chargers yep. and our adjusted rankings, giving up the second most receptions. Hopefully, they give mm-hmm. some of those to Aaron Jones. Um, so I think you got to play him this week for sure. Yeah, fourth worst this season against running backs, fantasy-wise, and third worst over the last four weeks. So the yep. matchup is definitely there. Uh, I think Dell Henderson and Royce Freeman uh, should be on the streaming radar for people who have running back trouble. Um, you know, Henderson getting the slight edge over Freeman because of the passing down role. Uh, they're going up against the Seahawks. You know, they've been bad against running backs when it comes to fantasy, uh, especially lately, giving up the most fantasy points to running backs over the last four weeks. These guys are both RB3s uh, at flex plays. You know, Matthew Stafford's back. This offense is more at full strength. Um, but worth noting in case you're looking for that running back to potentially plug in, you know, off of waivers, you know, in case somebody dropped them, you know, before they're by. Yeah. Real quick, guys, please take a second to just hit that follow or subscribe button on your podcast app, whether that's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, wherever you listen. It just helps us out so much, more than you know. So we, we, we you know, highly appreciate that. Greatly appreciate that. I'm not sure. I always mess that up. Just, uh, just, just do Jam- it. Just, just, just smash that button, just, please. Just do it. Smash it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jameer Gibbs has surpassed David Montgomery in your rankings, right, Steve? Yeah, yeah. I, I still like both of them, but yeah, I, it's. I've actually got uh, Gibbs as a top five running back this week. Um, Ooh, I, can you believe? Can you believe he's averaging seventeen and a half points per game on the year? I, I can because he's so good. Yeah. He's so good. Well, I no no, I can pre pre, pre uh I know. I, during I, the I off season, during the off season it was like I was all about Gibbs. And then we had that start yeah. to the season where it felt like he was an afterthought. And then at some point I was like, "Oh my gosh, this guy he is what we thought he was." Not like there was we weren't really in question on it because his efficiency was there. It was just the coach is not trusting him. Um but no, I I've got him. He's just got more explosive play in him. Uh he's getting the work now. Um, so I think this is going to still be kind of that 50-50 backfield, but I think he's going to get the more valuable touches and he's more explosive with them. Yeah, you, you know, what David Montgomery saw last week was the Jamal Williams role, right? Like mm-hmm. nothing more, right? Like mm-hmm. except uh, he's capable of a big play every now and then like we saw last week. But also it's worth noting that Montgomery was the one who decided to give Gibbs that goal line carry, right? So oh. it, it might not be a thing for Gibbs moving forward, but it was nice to see the possibility of Gibbs getting that opportunity. Um, yeah. Now, do you think it gets better for Montgomery in terms of his role, or do you think that this is kind of more what we're going to see moving forward? Because like before, like Montgomery was like the workhorse, right? On early downs, yep. getting a couple of receptions here and there. Um, you know, Gibbs is that must start for me, just like you against the Bears. Um, the Bears are allowing the fewest yards per carry to running backs. They're actually allowing the most receiving yards. Per I was just going to say that they, this um, is, this is, this is built more for a Gibbs game. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So, but do you think like, because Montgomery's role last week, it was just like, 
a touchdown dependent running back. And he was that before, but it was a little bit more than that. It was a little stronger than that because he was that workhorse. Do you think that Montgomery still has the upside to see maybe 20 carries, maybe a couple targets and then that goal line roll? Do you think that that is over for him or do you think that do you think that's still in the realm of possibility? I think it's still in the realm of possibility. And I, I even think in a game like this, it could be with with yeah. uh, Detroit being almost nine point favorites in this one. That's a David Montgomery game script. I think in those those game scripts, um, I think we will see maybe not quite to the extent of oh, what was it like week three or something when David Montgomery got like 33 touches <laughs> yeah. or like uh-huh. 33 rushing attempts. I don't think we'll quite right. see that. Maybe, but I, I would not be shocked. 20, over 20 rushing attempts in a, in a heavy game script that favors the Lions, I still think we'll see more David Montgomery than a lot of us that really are, you know, have Jameer Gibbs are going to want to see. Yeah, and the reason why I asked that question is because, like, I, I still think Montgomery is, like, what, like you know, Montgomery is still a high in RB2 for me, you know, and in some matchups, the low end RB1, right? Because the offense oh, is so sure. strong and they're so creative on offense and they're going to have so many scoring opportunities and all that, right? So he's still somebody who I think that can be very good down the stretch. Okay. I, and I think um, that, I think that he wants to use both of these running backs. I, I don't think there's yeah. any scenario where Dan Campbell's like, I, all right, finally, I just want to use Gibbs now. I, I, and I think that's a good football move. You use them in the certain situations. And depending yeah. on how the game script goes. Yeah, I think David Montgomery is a decent running back, too. So I do, too. Um, I talked at length about buying Jerome Ford, even with the Deshaun Watson news yesterday. I think he has a great rest of the season schedule, uh, but his role has also grown over the last two weeks. I like the matchup this week, you know, against Pittsburgh. You know, I, I expect their defense to keep them in, you know, regardless of their quarterback situation. You know, Pittsburgh isn't a juggernaut on offense. The Browns have a great defense. They're still favored by one point. You know, in this game, according to Fantasy Life's Game Hub, um, so I think Jerome Ford it, it makes a, a very solid RB two start this weekend. Has the upside for twenty carries in this game. Yeah, no, they need to. We've seen enough of Hunt. His he wasn't explosive, and it's it's shown. Um, what what did you say the game? It's oh, it's only a one point. Yeah, it's just because of the yeah. quarterback situation there. But no, I I do I do like the matchup. I've got him as my RB twenty three this week, so he's definitely in play um and i do like him as far as rest of season goes i think with our adjusted rankings uh we have the browns with the ninth most favorable rest of season schedule so i i agree with what you're saying as far as kind of a buy low because i think with that deshaun watson news people are probably just like they want to get out from this browns offense and and that could be that could be warranted for somebody like amari cooper to some extent but sure you know they're going to lean even more on these running backs now yeah and that that defense is going to keep them in these games Oh, right? for so sure. that game script is going to be there. And and even if the even if the game script isn't there, you know, he's there passing down back, right? Like he's mm-hmm. the guy getting the two minute work. He's the guy getting the long down distance work. So uh, a little bit different than that Nick Chubb role. We just want Kareem Hunt to relinquish that goal line role and give that to Ford. That, that's really what we need. All Man, right, let's 13, address some of these. What is it? Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you, you go. You go. I was just going to say, what, is it, what like? is it, a 30, 33 point spread on this game? Or, uh, oh, dude, Absolutely, oh, total? Absolutely brutal. That is so Absolutely low. Brutal. <laughs> Absolutely brutal. I, I got a lot of Deontay. This is not a wide receiver episode, but I got a lot of Deontay Johnson epi- uh, questions, but like he's going to be my lineup, guys, especially in PPR. Okay, I just want to say that. Even though it's a tough matchup for wide receivers, uh, the Browns play so much man coverage that that's Deontay Johnson's wheelhouse right there. I wouldn't be surprised if he has like eight catches in this game. 
Just saying. Yeah, we need anyway. we need him to get more than one that he got last week because that was that's, that's that was very sure. that doesn't happen with him. That was a that no. was a a rogue a rogue game, if you will. It was. It was. Um, let's address a few tough matchups for running backs. Rashad White against San Francisco. Uh, definitely a tough matchup on paper. The good thing is that White, you know, he's he was already not so good in the run game anyway. <laughs> so, you know, most of his production comes through the air. Mm-hmm. The 49ers have given up the ninth most receptions per game to running backs this year. They're middle of the pack in receiving yards per game to the running back position. So I think I'm still going to have him in my lineup. Um, just a little bit of a downgrade, obviously, because of the tough matchup on the ground. You know, but I still have him as like a mid RB two, uh, whereas last week I had him as a low end RB one. Yeah, same. No, it's it matchup sucks, but like you said, he, he you're not starting him because of what he's doing between the tackles. You're starting him because he's had at least two receptions in every game. I think he's had at least three targets in every game. He has a floor. Like he's st- when he gets on the lineup when they they run the first snap, he has four points for you. So anything you just start with four points because he's going to get you at least two receptions for ten to twenty yards. And then you go from there. Um, I've got him as my RB20 on the week. Uh, I guess my question for you is, I, I know this isn't a Dynasty episode, so sorry if I keep bringing up Dynasty stuff. But no, no, no. Please. Is he somebody, you think, because of the like the lack of efficiency, I don't know how much you put that on him. Is he a guy you're still worried about going into next year? Yes. Um, me, me too. The thing is that, that this is who he was in college too. Um, you know, he wasn't so efficient on the ground year one. He wasn't so efficient on the ground year mm-hmm. two. He's not efficient on the ground. So I think this is yeah. a Rashad white thing. Now, yeah. can we see that improve? Yeah, we can. Um, but you know, it really depends on what the bucks do. Like if I were the bucks, what would I do? I would bring in an early down back to compliment him. And that's what yeah. I thought the bucks were going to do this year. That was my hesitancy with him. But once we got into August, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm on Rashad white, especially in full PPR. Um, especially yep. at his price because he was going after yeah. James Conner. Um, so, so yeah, no, that, th- th- this worked out. <laughs> like I was definitely worried in the I, beginning. Um, same. I, I, <laughs> I recommended him way too much and I started getting really nervous. And then once he had that kind of bigger game <laughs> and then his role continued, I was like, Oh, phew, I, I, I I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. Um, okay, cool. So Isaiah Pacheco is a tough matchup. Um, the, the Chiefs are likely to attack the Eagles through the air this week. I really like Pacheco rest of season after this game. He has a great schedule. Uh, and his role grew tremendously in week nine before their buy. He was one of my buys last week. Uh, I mean, in yesterday's episode. But 70% of okay. snaps week, the week before the buy, 76% of the rushing attempts, 51% rap participation. All of those are season highs. Okay. Um, the Eagles are obviously very good against running backs on the ground. You know, they've given up the 10th most reception, receptions to running backs this year, but they don't allow much production on a per catch basis. So, you know, where do you have Pacheco this week? You know, like I had him as a low end. I would normally have him as like a low end RB1, but like, I think he's closer to like a mid to low end RB2 for me this week because of the tough matchup. He would have to score a touchdown. Um, that's kind of where I have him at this point. Yeah, I've got him pretty low. I've got him as RB24 this week solely based on the matchup because some of his strengths are where the Eagles are good. Uh, you know, they're, they're not going to allow very many rushing yards. Um, they're actually give up the fewest rushing yards per game, the fewest fantasy points per game. They do. They're kind of middle of the pack as far as receptions go. So if he can get some of those receptions and do something with them, I think he'll be fine. But to your point, I do like him rest of season. Uh, I just don't like him this week, this week. I think it's a bad matchup, but moving forward. Um, I mean, he's got the Raiders, Packers, Bills, Patriots. I like him in all those games. So, um, 
still starting him this week, RB24, but I just, I'm lowering my expectations. I hear that. All right. We might see Khalil Herbert back this week, uh, but after full practices last week, he got a limited session in on Wednesday. So that was kind of strange. He did have a shin added to the ankle injury on the report. So we'll see if he's back this week. But either way, him and Foreman have tough matchups this week against the Lions. Uh, I think Foreman is like a RB3 flex consideration play if Herbert's out. Uh, but I think he should be downgraded for sure because of the matchup. I think in a neutral to good matchup, he would be a solid RB2 without Herbert if Herbert wasn't in the lineup. But especially if Herbert plays, like I might just be avoiding this situation altogether. Yeah, I have a little bit of PTSD from last last season. I recommended sitting Foreman in a game against like Detroit. It was that's what makes me and think of scored, it. And he scored three touchdowns. Is that yeah? The it was that game yeah. where where they rushed for like three hundred yards against Detroit, who had been <laughs> extremely stout versus the running backs. So part of me is like, ugh, like I I don't want to touch this backfield this week because it's against Detroit. But I, I just bring up that up for for silly. Purposes. I think I but, think Foreman's still like in flex consideration for me if. Um, yeah, if, oh, absolutely. If, if Herbert was out, right? Um, if he's if he's out, uh, he's getting fifty percent of the touches. I think he'll be good. Yeah. Um, how are we handling James Cook this week? Uh, you know, this game is in Buffalo. Bills are favored by seven. Well, you know, totals only thirty nine and a half according to Fantasy Life Fantasy Game Hub. Fumbled twice last week. You know, the first one was devastating. The second one uh, probably allowed him to get more yards, uh, but still went over hundred yards in a good matchup. OC change. What is happening in Buffalo? Make sense. Make sense of this for me, Steve. Please. I, I wish I could. Um, I'm still <laughs> starting him. I'm still starting him. I've got him. Let me see where I've got him. I got him as my RB two. So he's 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 startable for sure. I'm sorry. Excuse um, me? You have him where? James Cook, RB twenty two yeah. this week. Okay. Because yeah. all I, uh, all I heard and maybe other people have heard that you said that he was your RB two. So I just wanted to clarify. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. God, why do you have this guy on here? Get him off. No, RB22 this week. I mean, it's the Jets, they've given up some good points, and now they've played some good running backs recently. Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, Saquon Barkley, DeAndre Swift. Um, but they have given up a lot of fantasy points to those guys. I still think James Cook is a good running back. Um, and I do think that the Bills, hopefully, after getting beat, you know, they haven't looked very good the last two weeks, getting beat by – Cincinnati and then by Denver um I don't know I, I hopefully I, I think they have a get right game against the Jets Jets have played them pretty competitively the last two or three times they've played the Bills I have they have yeah. they beat Buffalo the last two times they played them you I, I feel like you might know yeah. that they, <laughs> being they a Jets beat fan in, they beat them in uh they beat them in week one when Aaron Rodgers yeah. was Achilles and and Jets rallied I was at that game yep and the Jets yeah and I feel game. like they beat them yeah. I feel like they beat them last year too uh the last time they played but I, I could be wrong I don't know but um remember. I can't remember I, I still oh, like yeah. to think that, this that was a, that was Zach Wilson's best game last year. Yeah, I think yeah, I had like this vague memory of it. Um, I, I'm I'm hopeful this is a get right game for for the Bills that they they start to work things out. But I don't know. We're in week eleven now, and the Bills have just looked very inconsistent, um, like in a real life football sense. The fact that he did get over hundred rushing yards gave me some optimism last week. But I don't know. I I, I think I'm like you. I still. I just don't have great feelings about this one, which is why I have him ranked as low as I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you think we see Leonard Fournette active at some point? He, he tweeted God, last hope- week before the game that he was, his time is coming. Okay. He tweeted that like right before he was probably told that he wasn't going to be brought up from the practice squad. Right. So do you think that it happens at some point? And if, if it does, do you think he could potentially move in 
on this backfield a little bit. I think he could move in, but I, I don't have a, a lot of optimism. It's going to be a significant role for fantasy purposes. I just, I'm starting to feel this like three headed running back committee that's going to happen uh, because do you Latavius think that Murray, he ends up replacing Murray or do you think it ends up being a situation where Murray's still involved? I, I think there's a chance that he and Murray are like splitting some of that, you know, oh, kind of like, like, kind of like Damian Harris was doing earlier he, in the year. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I think James Cook role is you know unless the unless the coaches get frustrated with him, I think he's probably fine. It's more I think that they they cannibalize each other, uh, Fournette gotcha. and um, Murray. Okay. All right. So uh, just real quick, I want to get your opinion on the Steelers backfield. Uh, Jalen Warren was named the starter. Uh, by the way, he was told that he was a starter before last week's game. It was still a fifty fifty split. Uh, Najee still had more carries, uh, just a, maybe one more, I think I, I think it was. But Najee still had 100% of the goal line snaps over the last two weeks. But Warren is running more routes. Um, this is very similar to Zeke and Pollard last year, right? Um, are we ex- Except Pollard was never named the starter. Are, are we expecting this to continue like the way that it's operating right now, despite Warren being named the starter? Is, is this starter thing just a formality at this point? It's, I think so. I think it's a little bit of noise. I, I don't think it's going to change the, okay, maybe you up his percentage, his snap percentage a few points. Maybe you give him a couple more touches than what he's getting before. But I don't think Najee Harris is all of a sudden just, you know, a backup running back by any means. I don't think right. Jalen Warren, kind of like we just talked about with Tony Pollard, I don't know how he would do in a full-time role. So I think maybe, like I said, I think it shifts a little more towards Warren, but I don't see a huge change happening with this running back backfield, in my opinion. Yep. Okay. All right. Let's preview this game tonight real quick. Um, Joe Burrow, I'm fine starting him despite the tough matchup, but I I do have him, you know, relatively low in my rankings. Jamar Chase is obviously in your lineup. T. Higgins is out. Tyler Boyd gets a bump up. I think he's a solid wide receiver three this week out of the slot. Uh, Decent matchup, much better matchup than the perimeter. Uh, Anything to add there for the Bengals offense? No, just that it's one of those things that I still – I really like Baltimore in this one, but it's one of those division yeah. games where it's right. it's so hard to like to to have a huge like a strong opinion on which team's going to do do well because on we've seen these games Thursday especially night, right at Thursday night and also I feel like the AFC North is even more so than some other divisions. Like anytime mm-hmm. you know, I think oh, like Lamar and the Ravens are going to whoop up on, and this is you know a couple of years ago before Cincinnati like rose to the team they are now, and then Cincinnati smacks them, you know, so. Right. I, I, like I still like Baltimore in this one. I still like their players more than I do Cincinnati's. I don't even have uh, Burrow right now as a QB one in my rankings. Um, but that stuff, like I said, Thursday night division game it can always flip. But um, but yeah, no, I, I'm. I want to say this is so wishy washy, but I want to say Baltimore. Uh, they come on top, and and their players play much better than Cincinnati's. I love it. I love it. Okay, what about Joe Mixon? Where do you have him? Uh, I think I was just talking about him. I have him as like my RB eighteen on the week, based on okay, so mid RB two volume alone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now on the Raven side, Keaton Mitchell is obviously very intriguing, right? Big play guy. The Bengals have allowed a twenty plus yard rush at the sixth highest rate in the NFL this yeah. year. Um, we have no idea if the workload is going to be there for him, but like, I just want to have him in my lineup tonight, Steve. Like, <laughs> I, I I just want to feel something. Yeah. Uh, I've got him RB29, so that's, you know, could be a flex play for you. Nice, I, nice. I like I, it. Uh, but I don't know, the 24% of snaps, that makes me nervous. 
what's he going to do if don't he look doesn't? at that, Steve. Why do you look <laughs> at that he, stuff? Because what if that big run doesn't happen? What what's that that number going to look like it's for you? Keith I, Mitchell, of course, it's going to happen. This is Devon H. Of course, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'll just say I'm probably not going to have him in my lineup unless I'm desperate. But uh, but I do like the player. He is fun to watch. It's just there's three running backs in this in this backfield and and Lamar Jackson as well. So makes me a little nervous yeah i think i think i'm starting gus edwards over him uh he should be in lineups you know that touchdown mm-hmm. dependent running back but he just happens to score a lot of touchdowns so the matchup is good they're favored they have the sixth highest implied total of the week so you know if they're going to score touchdowns there's a good chance gus is going to get in there again uh yeah. outside of that you're starting mark andrews this is a great matchup for him the Bengals haven't been good against tight ends all season long and the reason why i even bring that up is because i've i've gotten questions around him versus guys like Trey McBride, right? Like him versus Laporta. But, you know, this is probably a good matchup for Mark Andrews. Uh, I'm starting Zay Flowers as a high-end wide receiver three, uh, more specifically in PPR. Solid matchup, especially on that right side where he runs most of his perimeter routes from. The Bengals have allowed the second most fantasy points to that side over the last four weeks. Uh, I have Rashad Bateman as someone I'm imploring people. Maybe imploring is a str- too, too strong of a word, but I would suggest How's that? Uh, you know, just to pick them up, just in case you have a bench spot that isn't all that important to you, uh, especially on platforms like Sleeper and Yahoo, where you're allowed to drop a bench player if you have, to, if you can, you know, you can drop them after the game, right? Yeah. Um, Bateman's route participation jumped immensely last week. And in my opinion, like it's him that you want to roster and not OBJ because OBJ only had a 40% route participation last week. That long touchdown that he had was, you know, one catch. Mm-hmm. Um any intrigue in Bateman for you at all as a stash? I'm not that optimistic, but but I like the move uh, in leagues where I have kickers. A lot of times, I, I mean, I never draft a kicker, but what I'll do is my kicker is kind of like a rotating. I just roll, I roll through kickers, I drop them, and I pick up players like what you're talking about before the Thursday night game. Yeah. And then I, I wait and see what happens. If I see something I like, I, I stash them. And if I don't, I just pick up my kicker, you know? So, no, I, yeah. I like that as a move. He's still, again, former first-round pick who has shown some intrigue at times. So, um, yeah, I like the move. It, it's really all about the the injury, right? For me, it's like the Liz Frank surgery. You know, a lot of these doctors were talking about him. You know, this half of the season was going to be potentially lost. Um, and, you know, if we're taking their advice, like it is very possible that he can have a nice little second half of the year. You never know because he is – Somebody that, you know, if you look at Matt Harmon's reception perception on Rashad Bateman, you know, like before he got hurt last year, like it was like superstar level type of stuff. Okay. So, and that's why I just think that, you know, it's just worth just grabbing him just to see what happens towards the end of this year. Um, This is a good transition, uh, I think, into uh, quarterbacks this week because we're going to talk Lamar Jackson here in a second. But before we do that, just want to let you guys know that Underdog Fantasy is running a great promotion tonight and this weekend for new users. If you want to put your fantasy knowledge to test, which you guys have at this point, if if you've been listening all week, you can select some over-unders on some stat lines over on Underdog Fantasy on their app or on their website, and you can use that knowledge to win some money. All you have to do is select a few over-unders, throw them in an entry, and if you get them right, your money multiplies up to 20x. New users get a free Joe Burrow square tonight or a Russell Wilson free square for Sunday night football. So that gets you one step closer to cashing your entry. 
Make sure to use the code UPPERHAND to take advantage of this offer. And not only that, if you use the code UPPERHAND, you'll get your first deposit doubled up to $100 as well. So check out Underdog Fantasy. The link is in the description of this episode. But you can also go to UPPERHAND. You can also go to Underdog Fantasy. We're just too too similar. UnderdogFantasy.com <laughs> and use the code UPPERHAND, okay? So what about Lamar, Steve? What are we doing with him? I mean, a lot of people are very, very worried. Are you worried? I personally feel like I'm like way less worried than anyone else, but I'm just curious what, what your thoughts are. A little bit worried. I, we've just seen him drop off like we haven't seen in other seasons. I mean, he's got 6.9 point, 11 point, 11 point, 13 point games, which he just didn't do those in the previous and, Lamar and, and season. And just to be clear, this was not in a row. Right, like no, 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 no. So, so with the, bad games. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm just pointing out. Usually, like Lamar, I think before this season had like one or two single point games since he's been a yeah. starter. If you don't, High if, you, if you remove the games where he got injured, uh, this year he's already had two of those, and then he's had some other games very close. Like I said, the 11, 11, and 13 point games. Those were those are in back to back to back weeks. Um, so. Overly worried? No. Am I looking to move him? No. His rest of the season schedule is actually really good, so um, I yes. like him moving forward. So, But I, I think it's fair to say maybe more top 10 than top 5 quarterback moving forward is probably the way I yep. would phrase it. Yep, exactly. And, and I think a lot of people are talking about him not even being a QB1, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. Okay, the schedule is no. good. He'll bounce back. They're scoring a lot of points. Uh, I'm just not worried. They're the second most points scored over the last three weeks, only behind Dallas. Yep. Um, the matchups, like you said, aren't bad. Yeah, you know, some shootout potential as well moving forward. If you mm-hmm. look at these matchups, not only are they good matchups for quarterbacks, but like there's some shootout potential there, which is like exactly what you want to see. Um, yeah, actually, now, we have him. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to add that the only thing that does suck is that he's not he's not past his bye yet. But other than that, you know, yeah. he should be solid. Yeah, we have like we do like a five game kind of strength of schedule looking forward, and we have him as the best schedule moving forward. Now that, you he, like you said, he does have that bye week worked into there. So, it, but it, but if you're somebody that that bye week's not going to make a difference to your team, yeah, just sit tight. I, one question I'd have for you is I have had people ask. I don't love doing these kind of moves, but who'd you rather have? Like if. If you got offered CJ Stroud for Lamar Jackson, <laughs> well, I'm definitely starting CJ Stroud. Well, am I starting CJ Stroud over Lamar Jackson this week? I think I am. Um, it's close. Are it's you? Close. Are you? So I have them very close in my rankings. Um, I don't know yet. <laughs> I don't have that answer right now. I have Lamar ahead of him, but that that okay. matchup against Is it like Arizona, a, like one spot. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I, 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 think I, I still lean, I, lean, I lean Stroud by a hair. I think. This week, I think Eileen Lamar by a hair. Um, that's just a move, like for, for people that are wondering. I just don't make those type of moves typically, like a position for a position when it's that close, unless I have a sure. really strong feeling, like the the other person doesn't understand something. Then maybe I will, but I still. Um, like I'd rather have Lamar rest of the season. I, I Lamar is a league winning type of quarterback. CJ yeah. Stroud isn't necessarily going to win you weeks. I, I don't think. I mean, he's yeah. had some week winning weeks for sure. Obviously, that five touchdown mm-hmm. game did it. You know, five hundred yeah. yards passing. But like, it takes a lot for those type of games to happen, right? Yeah. Um, those are higher outlier games. I feel like that game is more of an outlier than Lamar, Lamar having a, a, a five game stretch of like twenty five points a game. Yeah, no, I agree with that completely. He he's got too many outs, you know. CJ Stroud, if it's if the passing game's not there, then that's that's it. It's game over. Yeah, Lamar has and, and outs also with his legs as well. It's yeah. not like Lamar's banged up or anything. I feel like there could be some big games coming. So yeah, 
good topic there. All right, let's roll through a few of these other running back uh, quarterbacks real quick before we close it out. I think Brock Purdy, once again, is one of the better quarterback plays this week. I had him as uh, my QB6 going into last week. We talked about it on the show. He finished as a QB6, um, and I have him somewhere similar this week in a good matchup against Tampa at home. Uh, pretty good matchup for you as well, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I got him. I, I, again, I got to work through these a little bit. I have him as the QB12 sure. right now, but he could move up for me just because the matchup's so good. One thing I'm, I've been wondering is – you know, we talk about sleeper or sorry, uh, streaming quarterbacks. Does Brock Purdy and like Sam Howell, these are like, you know, these, are, these guys are every week starts and, at this point. Uh, that's what I'm wondering. Like, they're not really it, it, yeah. it, like Burroughs become a streamer, <laughs> you know, like Trevor right. Lawrence is well, a streamer. And I think, so, I think Burrow, I think Burrow is in every week start as well. Yeah. I, I think I, it, it just so happens that this week he has a really tough matchup. Yeah. Most weeks I would not consider putting him out of my top 10. That's fair. Yeah, um, I would agree with even that. Even with T. Higgins banged up. Um, mm-hmm. If he was going up against somebody else tonight, he would probably be in my top seven maybe. You know, mm-hmm. um, But you know, because of the Ravens matchup and in Baltimore, not feeling it a whole lot. And he doesn't have T. Higgins. So uh, you know, a couple things working against them. Um, and also, like, Jamar Chase is not 100% either, right, with that back, yep. with that back injury. Um, yep. You know, you got to have C.J. Stroud in your lineup. We talked about him. Great For matchup sure. against Arizona. Um, would you consider like, okay, let's say you have Lamar, but you also have CJ Stroud. Maybe you also have Brock Purdy, right? Um, or, or you have Brock Purdy. Like if you want to just be safe, do you think that those guys are safer than Lamar this week? Not necessarily. No, I still think I'm going Lamar. I do like those guys. So I, I always try to trade these kind of quarterbacks. If I, if I took a Lamar Jackson, I try to trade them because I hate this. I look at it and it's such a smash matchup for Brock Purdy this week. I like I want to start him. That's why I like Superflex too. But like and I want to start thing him. With Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs is yeah, another ex- one. Right? Yep. <laughs> now I like Josh Dobbs less than those guys because I do think Denver's past defense has gotten better. It has improved. Yeah. We saw that against Josh Allen last week. So I don't like him quite as much um in this one. But but to your point, all these guys it's during certain weeks you're gonna want to start them, you know. And Jordan Love too this now, week. I, I really like him. Are you, are you? Let me ask you this: You're playing CJ Stroud over Burrow. You're playing Purdy yes. over Burrow, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what about Josh Dobbs? Are I've got Purdy one Dobbs? spot ahead of. Uh, no, not Dobbs. I will start Burrow over Dobbs, but I have Dobbs right behind Burrow. Okay. There you go. There yeah. you go. Uh, I think I'm going to have Dobbs one spot over Burrow this week. Okay. Um, also, also uh, yeah, Josh Dobbs becoming my uh, new favorite player. I think. It's like He's hard not to root for that guy. <laughs> He's the man. He's the man. Um, it, it's just like there's so many reasons why he's cool, you know. Yeah. And it's not just. It's, it's all the things. It's on the football field. Smart guy. Um, Justin feels likely back this week. Uh, is he back as a potential, like I guess, top seven, top eight quarterback for you against the Lions this week? Forty-eight point total. The Lions favorite at home by seven and a half points. Justin feels going to have to chase. I don't know if that's good or bad for him, but um, he has DJ Moore. He's put up some huge games. Like, is he back? Um, I don't know if he's back I, I, again. I, I worry about uh, how good is Chicago going to be in this one? Is it, we've seen Burrow or field so many times just get completely shut down. He doesn't have yeah. that floor. Like we've seen other, uh, dual threat quarterbacks have. So I've got him as my QB 11 right now. Um, I still, there's still a number of quarterbacks. I like that's over fair, him. Though. I, but, I feel like that's fair, especially in his first week, first week back. 
Yeah. But I, I am excited to have him back. Um, I, I think this offense, you know, the DJ Moore's of the world, maybe not Cole Komet quite as much, but like DJ Moore, I think that he needs him back. And I think we'd all like to see Justin Fields get back to what they were doing before he got hurt. So Dak Prescott just laid it on the Giants. Like this was like one of those games where they did not care how much, how many points they were up by. They just kept on laying it on them, dude. Like piling on points in the pass game, right? Not just in the run mm-hmm. game. They were just like, whatever. We're just going to keep throwing the ball. We're going to keep scoring touchdowns. We don't care. The Panthers have allowed the fourth least fantasy points to quarterbacks this year. Um, the fourth least also over the last four games. They're playing in Carolina. Right now, is this a game where Dak slows down a little bit, or does he just murder them like he did against the Giants? Don't care. I'm starting Dak Prescott. That's what I said last week. Because even even the Giants weren't that amazing of a matchup compared to other quarterbacks last week. I still had him ranked yep. as either my QB two or QB three. Um, and like I just said, yeah, Dallas is the second highest scoring team in the NFL right now, just behind Miami. Uh, it, we said last week we were worried. What if he gets game scripted out? And it yeah. becomes a Tony uh, no, Pollard I, game. I was worried. I, I was a little worried. You were not worried at all. I was not. Like, oh, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I, I'm I, I, d- I didn't care. And yeah, and I don't care again this week. Um, yeah, I, I I am a Dak Prescott fan. I'm a, I defend him a lot. And um, I'll continue to defend him. So yeah, no, I love him this week. He's my QB Until five Until he's right terrible. So, uh, well, so Gino- <laughs> I know that's what I have to defend him. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, so, so Gino ended up coming through last week in a good matchup. We talked about that last week on this episode that worked out. Um, who, who's that guy this week? Like, can it be Jordan Love? Maybe like yes. he's a decent streamer this week. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cause yeah. you know, if you have your quarterback on by the chargers, they're allowing the second most co- points to quarterbacks this year. Um, decent performance last week by Jordan Love. He's, he's not going to kill you. I think. Um, and Vegas is expecting a competitive game here too. Like the Chargers are only favored by three points, so I think he could be solid this week. No, I like I like love this week. Like a lot of these quarterbacks we're looking through. That's why I was asking. Do the, you know does mm-hmm. Brock Purdy count as a streamer? Does, does yeah. um you know some of these guys? But if if we're talking about true, because Sam Howell, he's like what the QB seven on the year or something. Exactly. So, but if we're yeah. just if we're just talking about streamers, he's probably my favorite. Jordan Love this week. Um, I mean, he's averaging seven. Any, any others? Uh, besides him, um, let me see here. I kind of like Russell Wilson this week against uh, Minnesota at home. Yes, uh, he's he's a okay. guy I, I, I like. Um, let me see. That's probably I it. I mean, as well. that's yeah. probably it's those tough. are probably. I think, the, I think this week is a little tough when it comes to streamers. I think there were some better ones last week. The, the The only quarterback I'm looking at with a really good matchup on paper is um is uh, wait do I have this set? I have this set up wrong. I was gonna say Tommy DeVito, but I think I have I think I have his profile set up wrong, so it's pulling. Don't the start data. Tommy but, DeVito. But no, guys. but what I was gonna say is it's it was the only one that kind of looked good. Tommy DeVito. <laughs> it, it looked good, and then I was like, "But I don't care. You're not. You're never starting this guy. You know. Yeah. Not even. I don't even. I wouldn't exactly. even recommend exactly. his parents start him. Oof, that's brutal, man. Why would you have to even say that, dude? That's so. <laughs> that's so messed up. Um, <sighs> all right, guys, that's gonna do it for this episode. Uh, great way to close it out, Steve. Um, thank you for that. Uh, Steve is. Uh, Steve operates Fantasy Guides. Okay, you can find him on Instagram at Fantasy Guides. Um, please do. Puts out amazing content there. All the stuff that he has going on, you could uh, you can look through his stuff and and you can figure that out. Um, but Steve, thank you so much for for joining again. And by the way, guys, Steve's gonna be here every Thursday. Um, that he can make it maybe not next week because next week is Thanksgiving. Uh, but the week Ah, after, uh, will be, will be, um, you know, 
doing this up until the end of the season. So appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. If you can subscribe to the podcast, if you can subscribe to the podcast, that would just mean the world to us. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Take it easy. See ya.